Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to Work of Art Podcast. I'm excited to bring you episode five today and I just want to thank all of you who have been listening and following along. You guys are amazing and I really, really appreciate it. So continue to stay tuned because as topics come, you know, as I have them on my heart and in my spirit, I'm going to share. So thank you guys uh, for listening. So let's just jump right into this thing today. The title of today's episode is The Dangers of a Herd Mentality. All right. Some of you may know what that is. Some of this, some of you may like, maybe like, Hey, this is new to me. I've never heard of this before. So let me give you a little bit of, uh, at least a a definition of what a herd mentality is. So basically think of it like this herd mentality, um, also known as a mob mentality, a pack mentality, even known as a gang mentality. It describes how people can be influenced by their peers to adapt to certain behaviors on a largely emotional rather than a rational basis. And that is actually the problem. So, you know, I always talk so much about don't learn to not operate on your feelings. The majority of people, unfortunately, live by their feelings, right? Um, That's a very dangerous thing to do. So now you can obviously see how even just with that, um, that there are dangers of a herd mentality being that it is largely based on emotional things and decisions rather than a rational basis. So this is the interesting thing is you see it so much, not only in the world, but also in the churches. So for example, I love to do a lot of those comparisons because, you know, years ago when, when I would come, I would say out of the world with so many things, I guess I had high expectations, um, you know, going into churches and going into the church. This was many years ago, but then you learn A lot of things are really the same. It really takes individuals that truly step out and bring a change that really themselves get to know Jesus and step into what it is that they are supposed to be doing. The majority of people, no matter where you are, no matter what setting you are in, are really just doing whatever the next person is doing. Again, this goes back to other messages I have about people are more so mirroring man than mirroring Jesus, right? Again, That can fall into a herd mentality. A lot of times people only know to follow what everybody else is doing. And it's so disheartening. It's it's such a disappointment, honestly, because you would hope and you would think when people uh, get hooked up with Jesus, they begin to know who he is, that that would change. And it can change because that is how you do that. But the problem is people continue to follow people right? You've got to learn to do your own research. You've got to learn to step out and grab things on your own. There are, it's so good to have great men and women, uh, especially men and women of God to, to follow, right? We are to submit, right? Under a house, we need to be in churches, but understand regardless of all that, you yourself have to develop a relationship with the Lord. You yourself must learn how to hear from God. And here's the thing. We as people, those of us that are leaders and have influence, the main thing we must do is teach people, well, point people to Jesus and teach them how to hear from God for themselves, right? Some people like the whole idea of the herd mentality. There are people who lead who like the idea that if they say something, everybody's just going to jump on board only because they said it. And that's a big part of the problem. How many people would say they so passionately believe about something, believe something, and then you ask them why, 
or how they know certain things and they can't even tell you. All they can say is, well, so-and-so said this. Well, you better start doing your own research rather than just listening to whoever so-and-so is, right? How can you just sit back and blindly trust something? You yourself need to learn how to question things and dig into things yourself and to hear from the Lord for yourself, right? So many people are making emotional decisions in life, whether it be in relationships, whether it be where they're currently at, how things are going or even not going. And then based upon that, make these rash decisions. And you can't do that. That's so dangerous. That's so dangerous. And I think about, I'm even going to use this example because I know this one will probably really uh, ruffle some feathers. Uh, But hey, here we go. It's a good example. People understand it. Let's look at school, for example. Let's go there. Let's talk about school. This is something as a mom, conversations I've had many times with people. So, you know, there's different options for your kid. Your kid can homeschool. Your kid can go to a private school. Your kid can go to a private Christian school. Your kid could go to public school and whatever other options that there are, right? Well, you yourself, the Lord gave you that child. So you're anointed to be a parent. You're anointed to be that child's mother. So therefore, you should and can make the best decisions for your child. Now, what people do is I think it's great for example, like what I do with fitness, where you you have your thing, you know it, you know it well, so you teach on it and you lead and guide others. That's wonderful. So for example, say whatever way you choose for your kid to um, be educated and to learn. Good teach on that. People need to know. I love it when the homeschool moms and people who have, have gone that route get on and teach others about it. There's so many people that have questions about it. I think that you should I think that's so needed and I love it and appreciate it even though I don't do homeschool. I think it's awesome. Um, Same thing for other ways. So here's my point. Here's what I want to get to. So we think of the herd mentality, right? This is the best example I can think of for now. There's many, but we're going to run with this one. So you can hear someone say, um, don't send your kid to public school. Uh, If you do, you're an idiot or you're doing that, you know, going off, right? And I think to myself, that's a bit strong, but some people feel that way. I come off very strong on the things I believe, but here's what I'll say to that. A lot of times we can speak off of experience and then other times people speak off of just some facts they know here and there about some stuff. Now I'll tell you, there's some horrible things going on in public schools. Um, We see the articles, we read about it, we hear about it. Now on the flip side of that, I also... Um, have been in public school. I also have um, had my daughter in a public school currently where we are. Now, here's the thing. So much of it has to do with community and location. So much of it. And you yourself as a parent, it's your responsibility to get in there and get to know these teachers, make yourself present, make yourself be known and know what the heck is going on and having ways to communicate with the people there in authority, whether it be the principal, the teachers, whoever. And I will say this, based off of my personal experience, which is all I can speak on, right? It's been wonderful. And my daughter personally thrives in a group setting, loves it, needs it for many different reasons. I'm not gonna break down to you um, everything about her because that's no one's business, but it's great for her. I know my child, right? Um, now I've looked into some Christian schools because I've been interested in that route, right? I've said, you know, what? I, I would like, you know, because I, I, I love school for her. I think it's very important for her. So I've looked into some other things. Now here's here's the wall you hit there. 
what I found is that as what I would call a middle class family, you know, you do well, have a decent income, you're kind of just thrown in the middle somewhere because here's the problem. If you do, you don't qualify for any scholarships that are offered to go to these schools. So if tuition's between eight and ten thousand dollars a year, well, if you make above a certain uh, income, you can't get any financial help for that. So basically, it's on you to come up with like a thousand dollars a month to pay for that. Now, some people would say, well, if that's where they should be, you should do it. Well, another thing I personally don't agree with is changing your whole lifestyle around and living less than to foot a bill for that. That's a personal decision. Some people have done it. That's up to you. But sometimes for some families like mine, I can speak on you. You fall in this weird place like, okay, we don't qualify for any of the scholarships. But also when you look at that, it's like, geez. And then also also for where we are right now and between what I hear from the Lord, myself and the Lord, which again is no one else's business. I know what route I should take right now for my daughter. I do believe there's a season. I do believe when we start traveling and those things open up because we will, I'm going to have to move in the homeschool direction for my daughter because we're going to be traveling a lot. So it's important to know seasons, right? But how are you going to know all this? Well, you got to first know how to hear from God. What happens is you could find yourself in a situation to where you're hearing everybody's opinions, what everybody is saying to you. And so you just feel like, I got to do that. If I don't do that, people are going to think I'm this or I'm that. Or if, if I, everybody else is doing it there. So I, I have to do it. But guess what I found out? I fell into that trap before. And guess what happened? I, as I was out trying to make all these things happen in the homeschool and in the, the private school thing, all this, guess what I had? I had an insane amount of stress and zero peace. And then when I went back to doing what I know to do, guess what? Total peace. Now get this, everybody around me would tell me not to do what the Lord was telling me I needed to do for my family right now. But guess what? I had to listen to the Lord and that's where the peace came. Total, absolute peace. I'm telling you, you guys, that's why you got to learn how to move off of a relationship with the Lord, right? And not off of what other people tell you. I don't care what it is. And for some reason, a lot of the things I think of has to do with kids. People always have something to tell you how to have a kid. I think, ladies, it's up to you how you have that baby. If you want to have your baby in the hospital, great. If you don't, great. If you want to do it naturally, great. If you're okay with a C-section, great. If you breastfeed, great. If you don't, great. Guess what? Just shut out all the noise. There are so many people out there who pressure women. Women fall under so much pressure. And it sucks because like you would think especially for Christian women, you would be encouraging others. And honestly, people are like just coming down so hard. It's sad. And I see it so much. And you really just need to encourage one another. Because what happens is it's a herd mentality. And it's so easy to get caught up in it to say, you know what? Well, everybody else is doing it that way. And so, you know, you start feeling all these emotions and all these things. And then the next thing you know, you're doing it too. But yeah, guess what? You don't have peace. You know why you don't have peace? Because you're not doing what's best for you and your family. And you can only do that when you hear from the Lord. And I'm telling you, when you follow the Lord, a lot of times it will not look like what other people want it to look like. Are you hearing me? And that's where you have to make the decision to keep moving forward, despite the crap you're going to get from people and the backlash you're going to get from people. I can speak on this from experience. That's the only reason why I'm talking about it. I can't teach on anything that I have yet not gained revelation on, nor have had experienced. So we all need to encourage one another rather than trying to talk people into being like us. How will that ever help anybody? 
You can't do that. And what I really want to do, I'm going to close this out here with this point. Um, and this next point I'm going to make, or this final point for today that I'm going to make, I want to do a whole episode on because there needs to be so much said about it. Let me ask you this to my fellow Christians, believers, and all that. How do you expect us to bring a change and our children to bring about a change if they are not in places to bring a change? How are they going to be prepared and equipped and impactful if they're staying stuck in a bubble somewhere, yet never having an opportunity to take what they learn and what they know and take it to the world? Hear me on that. I'm not saying go put your kids in places that are bad for them. No, do I agree with some of these things I've seen on the news about, you know, this crazy stuff they're doing in public school? Absolutely not. If, if I found out that was happening, I'd pull my daughter in a second. No question. Like, let's use our brains here because I'm sure that's a question I would get. Of course. But again, if you listen to the beginning of this podcast, what did I say? You get in there, you know the community, you know the principals, you know the teachers, you, you know what's going on. And I would dare say this to, to people listening right now. You know what's funny? It's like, one minute we, we hate the media, liars, 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 whatever. But then when they say something that goes along with what we think or we believe, we blast it, right? So for example, uh, the agendas of the schools and what they're doing, is a lot of it true? Absolutely. But guess what? Every community and school isn't like that. So be careful what you put out there. Be careful what you do. And if you're going to make a good point, make it. But also be mindful of everything else around it. Be mindful of the people listening. Be mindful of the situations that people are in. And learn how to teach from from that perspective. Like, yes, let's talk about those ridiculous things that are going on that they're doing to children. Let's talk about it. And then let's talk about how you address it, how you deal with it. What are your options? What do you do? So our job, parents, is to, to equip our children to go out into this world and to bring about a change and to make a difference, right? And I don't know about you, but I don't know how my daughter is going to be impactful if I keep her in a bubble, covered up and protected, never knowing how to interact with anybody different from herself. Do you understand? You know how many children don't know how to interact with children that are different from them? They don't know how to be friends with someone different from them? How are we going to lead others to Christ? How do we be that light in that dark place? How do you do that? How do you do that? So we as parents, we at home, we are the ones to teach them the word. That is our responsibility. Homeschool or not, whatever you do, it is your job to teach that. Okay? And it is our job as adults to learn about things and make decisions and not follow the crowd, not do everything because everybody else is doing it. I don't care if you're in church or not. Just because a whole church is doing something doesn't mean you should necessarily be doing it. You have a voice. God wants to use you in a unique way. And in order for him to do that, you've got to totally hook up with him. You've got to sit down and dig into your word, dig into some things that's going on in this world, study for yourself, use the resources that are available to you, right? Let me, let me finish with this. Excuse me. Let me finish here. Say for example, the fitness industry, right? There's a lot of people that have a problem with it. Well, how do we bring about a change to it? If we don't go in there and be the example of what it should be, how do we bring about a change? Right. How do I bring about a change like this um, competition I got in that I was like super like just not into at first, somewhat embarrassed to do. But the Lord's like, I've told you to bring about a change. How are you going to do it if you're hiding over here on the sidelines? You got to thrust yourself out there. You got to get in it. You got to get out there. You got to bring impact. 
You, how, how else are we going to do it? How else are things going to change in these schools if we don't get in there and do something? If we don't get in there and say something? If we're all running away from everything? How the heck are we bringing about a change to save these other children whose parents don't have the options to do what you're doing? To raise their kids the way you're raising them? How do we help them? We don't help them by running away and sitting in our safe bubble talking about Jesus. And the problem is people sit behind their phones and behind a screen and they just circulate messages to one another. Zero impact, zero influence, zero change. They just love hearing themselves talk because they all agree with everything. Nothing's happening. You know why? Because all your friends are just like you and you're all just circulating messages that you're all just reading over and over and over again. Where's the impact? What are you doing? What are you teaching your kids whenever you take them out and, and, and you yourself are, you know, you see people you need to lead to Jesus, but you're actually picking on those people and laughing at them and mocking them and going on social media and making jokes about them. But then you're telling your kids, hey, I'm going to show you how to lead them to Jesus as if you're better them than them because you're saved and they're not. What kind of message is that? What are you teaching? I don't teach Olivia that she's better than somebody because she knows the Lord like she does and they don't. I don't know their story. I don't know what they've been through. I don't know where they've come from. Who are you to act like that? Think about that. Let's take things back to the basics. Excuse me. Let's take things back to the basics. You know, just loving people, being like Christ, demonstrating Jesus. How are you going to do that? I was so disgusted when I've seen things online about people's children making fun of Santa Claus. I was like, are you serious? I'm like, and then on top of it, I'm like, if you're going to make fun of him, please don't go stand beside of him and take a picture. Number one. Number two, and I'm not saying I believe in all that. I'm just, I'm just skimming the surface here. Just follow me real quick so I can close this thing out. Um, You know, I'm not going to teach my daughter to pick on him. And I'm not going to assume the person dressed in the costume doesn't know Jesus. How ignorant is that? People just know things on different levels. I'm not going to look at someone and say, oh, well, they're not saved. That's as dumb as saying, you know, uh, when somebody's in a mask that they're not saved. Really? Some people just haven't heard the teaching some of us have heard. Some people don't know the word in the way that we know it. So how are we ever going to get them to hear if we don't first listen, have compassion, and then lead by example? Please, where does it begin? We're not bringing about a change to a generation if we're raising children to just sit around and laugh at everybody, joke around, and think they're better than people because they know the Lord in a deeper way. There is no change that will come about there. You'll continue to just draw a line and a divide and run on a herd mentality because everybody's just running off of emotions with no power. So I really want to continue on this. I believe what I'm going to do is just carry this out for a little while, um, stay on this topic because obviously I'm very passionate about it and there's so many areas we can like dive into this. So uh, thank you all for listening to this. I'm going to be back on here soon. Uh, Come on, every Monday there's a new episode. So just stay tuned. Um, Thank you all for listening. And I'm going to come back next week and we're going to continue on this whole topic of the dangers of a herd mentality. Thank you all for listening. You guys have an awesome day. I love you. I'll be back on here soon.